How's it going, everyone? This is Precisely Podcast, a podcast about beer and video games. I'm your host, Bo, and with me, as always, we got Killa Kelly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. And we also have a very special guest, his first time ever on a podcast, Danny, a.k.a. Shidoshi Games. How are you, dude? I'm, I'm great. How you doing? Doing amazing. Glad to have you on. And actually talk to you for the first time, and not in person, but, you know, through a microphone and headphones. (laughs) It works. Yes, (laughs) it does. So you, I just learned you reside not out of Philly, but out of New Jersey area, tri-state area. Uh, How's everything uh, in that area, in Jersey? It's, it's, uh, you know, with everything going on with the quarantine, it's... uh, pretty boring out here (laughs) yeah things are closed down and and uh nobody's really leaving their house no not at all all right well that's pretty much how it is around here uh i've noticed though like i'm I'm still going to work on the weekdays and i've noticed the past two days there has definitely been an increase in traffic but Mm. nothing like a regular like how it used to be just like oh there's way more cars out on the road yeah i was out for like the first time for an extended period of time in my car today yeah because i had to like drive around and and go a couple different places like drop things off like i went to the post office to drop off some packages and i went to my friend's house to drop off her birthday gift like literally just leave it on her front door and be like hey (laughs) your gift is there and uh, like stuff like that and i um, I don't have anything to go off of. I mean, it felt like, um, like a weekend traffic, like a week weekend day traffic. Like it wasn't, it wasn't busy, but it also wasn't like dead out there. Yeah, yeah. People so. are still, uh, still going out and about. I I always look at people now driving and seeing if they're wearing masks while driving or not, and it's funny. Seeing, I think that's funny. Yeah, just like. People, like, have their masks as, like, chin straps now. You know, they're like, well, I'm not going to wear it, but I'm going to semi-wear it. I think the funniest thing is, like, you know how, like, I know when I graduated high school and stuff like that, you know, everybody drove around and they had their tassel on their, you know, rearview mirror and they were so cool. It's hanging there and blowing yeah. in the wind with your windows down and now everybody just has their masks hanging there, <laughs> blowing in the wind with their windows down. It's the new trend. Oh, boy. <laughs> you see yeah. all these, like, medical grade or, like, homemade masks, like, hanging when you drive by, just hanging off of rearview mirrors it's so funny yeah god damn it my cat is on top of my laptop sorry if anything <laughs> happened so uh let's talk about beer what are we drinking uh danny you tell us about your beer because uh you sent us a picture and it looks pretty I, fancy i did send a beer it is a called danky junior ipa so it resembles the can of donkey kong uh junior oh cool pretty good it's a five percent beer. I mean, it's very hoppy, but it tastes delicious. What's the brewery? Um, it is brewed in Millville, New Jersey. It is Glastown Brewing Company. Okay, never heard of them. I really like the label, though. Yeah, it is very cool. Danky Junior is a uh, painted green, and his little Danky Kong Junior is green too. It's funny. Yep. 
I guess you can get away with that. Like, it, I guess if it's uh, different colors, I don't know. That's but all you got to do. You just got to render them different colors. Yeah, what's uh, what's the percent on it? It's only uh, 5%. Okay, not bad. Yeah. Kelly, what are we drinking on? Well, I want to preface this today by saying that um, Bo texted me last night and was like, hey, I got something for you. My wife's going to come drop it off. And I was like, cool, whatever. You know, obviously I'll be here <laughs> all day long. Um, and she stopped by. And I didn't know what she was bringing. Like, you know, he just said, I have something for you. And she comes out and hands me these cans of beer. And I was like, oh, my God. So the beer is called Plain Chicken Nuggets. And uh, the can art is absolutely fantastic. I will have to post a picture of this. It is uh, just little dinosaur chicken nuggets all over the can on like a piece of like notebook paper. Yeah, it's so cute. So amazing. It's a uh, it's a pale ale. It's uh, made by Stickman Brews in Royersford, Pennsylvania, which I have actually not heard of. But I've never heard of them either, and I was just drawn to this can, knowing that you love chicken nuggets or oh, talking, or just talking about nuggets. Like you're <laughs> one of our mutual Instagram friends, uh, Dane of your existence. You and him like always talk about what is it like game and nugs or something? Or yeah, nug nug and, nugs and games. Um, yeah, nugs and games. <laughs> that was like a couple years ago. Somebody had a nugs and games hashtag. I can't even remember yeah. who it was, and it was like obviously like marijuana. And he was oh, like, and he was yes. like, okay, but he wanted to make it like chicken nuggets. And then everybody yeah. was like, yeah, this is a great idea. And then the dude, I, I literally don't remember who it was. The dude who made the nugs and games originally with the marijuana was so mad that other people were posting on that but using chicken nuggets like he was like coming for people online i was like oh bro chill out <laughs> it was it was an interesting time was but it my yeah. boy uh wizard wizard no i don't think so i know then i i know who it was and i forget who who he is now but we used to be in group chats together and i i blocked him oh, i don't man i forget who he was he kept chatting yeah, he kept changing his name and stuff, but for a while... It wasn't like I was, like, against his posts or, like, against yeah, marijuana really like... or whatever. It was just, like, it was funny because it was chicken nuggets and video yeah. games, and he yeah. and that was the tag, and he was just mad that other people were on that tag, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird things to get mad about, but whatever, yeah. It Dane, ain't your tag. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Dane and I love... Uh, talking about chicken nuggets and posting pictures of chicken nuggets and games and things like that. So good. I, I will be sending this to him as soon as this is over for sure, because this so is what do you, fun. yeah. What do you think about this beer? Um, so yeah, so it's a pale ale. It's a 5.5%. And uh, I think it's pretty plain. Like it doesn't have yeah. much going on. Like I was telling you earlier, it's not, a lager, but also not hoppy enough to be like a really hoppy ale. It's just kind of like, it, it's a beer that you could like have in the summer outside at a barbecue and not yeah. feel like bogged down by it. Like you could have like probably a couple of them and be like, I'm good. You know, like I don't need, I don't like, if you have a couple IPAs, you're like, woo wee. Or if you have like a couple stouts, you're feeling like heavy, but yeah. this is like, you know, it's pretty. Yeah, pretty it's, fair. A, it's a very light IPA. I would almost classify it as a, a pale ale or a. Oh, it is a pale it ale. It is pale um, ale. 
like a blonde. Like it tastes like a blonde ale. Yeah. Almost. It, it reminds me of uh, like, here's my first pale ale brew that I've ever made. You know, yeah. like, yeah. like very like basic B type drink. But that's fine. It's okay. Like the first sip was like sort of nasty. Now it's going down. All right. Yeah. They they made it better by making the can art with uh, chicken nuggets, like dinosaur cutouts, and calling it plain chicken nuggets because it, it ain't special in any yeah. sense. But they made it a little special with the label. So I appreciate, uh, you know, the effort that that came into that. You know, they obviously brewed a big enough batch to be able to sell it and and can so good for them i uh i want them to make like other versions now like chicken nuggets with ketchup and that be like an ipa with i don't know something and then like chicken nuggets with barbecue sauce and it's like a i don't Ooh. know like a stout you know things yeah. like that like you could take the plain chicken nuggets and yeah. make different ales and lagers and things like, like that the idea. And, and call them different things because now you have the basis. This is just the plane. Now you yeah. can do all these other different ones. That'd be cool. Yeah, I like that. I also like that you earlier were like, I hope that this beer tastes like chicken nuggets. <laughs> I said, I hope it doesn't. Oh, well, I said, and you're I hope like, it does. Yeah, you're like, I hope it does. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, maybe for content reasons, but I don't want to be drinking a chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> that's your it's own. all right yeah no it's all right <laughs> if you stare at at the dinosaur chicken nuggets on the can while drinking it like you can sort of taste chicken nuggets if you close like, your eyes and believe in yourself yeah placebo in fact yeah <laughs> <laughs> so danny good to yeah. have you on um shidoshi games what what is shidoshi can you tell us um Shidoshi, I uh, got the name actually from one of my favorite movies, uh, Bloodsport. Um, okay. So Shidoshi actually means master in Japanese. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what is uh, Tanaka? Uh, Tanaka is also a Japanese name that I kind of just went with. Um, the name actually altogether is something I came up with as uh, for my writing name. What are you writing write? name? Yeah, what are you yeah. writing? No, I uh, I am a published writer. Um, nice. Oh, I'm yeah, learning I, stuff. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning stuff too. Tell us, please, pimp out your your writings. Um, I write all about different kinds of stuff about uh, you know, different sci-fi, uh, fiction, and um, a lot of short stories. I have a whole okay. collection of short stories, um, that I have published online. Um, that is free to download, by the way. What is a website for people to find? Um, actually, I gotta look up the website because I got three different ones on here that I need to figure out where uh, the download right. link is for it. We'll figure that out later, and and you can pimp it out at the end of the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. we can post it up on uh, when we post, you know, the stuff on socials. We can definitely do that. Yeah. And I myself am an avid reader and love to read stuff, so I will definitely be downloading yeah after this yeah i mean as of of right now i've been focusing mostly on uh like television and movie scripts uh, but i have been going back and forth to my short stories as well cool cool i like it so uh you know you're a gamer that i've been following probably for at least two years i would say Uh, and uh 
And you actually seem like you play your games and beat them, which I respect. You know, you're <laughs> you're not just a a person that posts beautiful pictures, although your pictures are beautiful. Yeah, I was gonna um, say he does both. <laughs> yes, but you you do play your video games and you play games. There's like a different like section of of gamers that really like focus on certain genres of games and you are one that seems to love shoot 'em ups am i right yeah pretty much and like japanese shoot 'em ups like yeah. that 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 would be your favorite genre right um i would say that's definitely in my top 3 definitely yeah okay what are the other two um i would have to say rpgs japanese rpgs especially yeah. uh, in there um and just kind of any kind of action adventure i love action okay adventures. cool yeah. What what uh got you into gaming? Um, when I was probably about two years old, uh, my mom introduced me to video gaming. Um, she basically just bought me and my brother the Nintendo, the regular Nintendo, and uh, just put us in front of a television and said, "Here, play this." <laughs> <laughs> Parenting win. Yeah, yeah before YouTube yeah. and all that, right? Yep, exactly. Any yeah. any kind of uh, motive to kind of you know get away for a little bit just to keep us distracted. Yep. Yeah. My parents were very uh, anti video games growing up, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it was probably like they also dealt with. No, they were like we weren't ever like well off or anything like that. But we also like didn't have cable growing up either. Um, yep. For the longest time, so I always went over to my neighbor's house that had every video game system ever <laughs> and every video game and and got my my fix from them and really like love video games because of that, because like it wasn't a norm at our own house, but uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, You were telling me when we were talking earlier this week, you were telling me a story like a a horror story of something (laughs) that happened to you uh, dealing with video games, right? Oh yeah. 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 I was telling you a little bit about something. Um, I guess rather do a long story short is i got in trouble um so my mom took our super nintendo with me uh we were probably about eight years old yeah i was about eight years old at the time and she put it up in this high like cabinet area but i refused to basically you know i needed the game i needed to play something so i went up there and a climbed this cabinet and um as the cabinet was very sharp I uh, climbed up and on barefoot. And as I was coming down, I didn't realize it, but when I was walking out with the Super Nintendo in hand, there was a trail of blood coming right behind me. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so so my brother was actually pretty hysterical on it. Um he was like, "You're dying, you're going to die." And then, um... <laughs> So oh I hooked everything up and I looked at my foot and then half my toe was missing. So I don't know. <laughs> oh my wow. god yeah yeah and what toe yeah. was it um it's on my right foot right next to my pinky toe i don't know okay <laughs> not like all of ring- his piggies can go to the market now mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you showed me a picture of it i think what was it it was uh tell me a like a story about yourself and i was like tagged in a story mm-hmm. uh 
and like I mentioned something about like working with uh, ceramics. I I used to teach six to nine year olds uh, ceramics for a, a couple years, and mm-hmm. I tagged you in it, and you're like, I only have nine toes, and like. <laughs> Pixar, it's not real, you know. <laughs> and, sure, and like before you could send it to me, I'm like, I'm going to bed, and you're like, Well, you're going to wake up to nine toes, and I'm like, That's cool. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, I love the story behind it. Um, that's yeah. great. That's like a true gamer story. Like, yeah, I lost a toe because I wanted to game. You know. <laughs> oh, uh, I love it, great. man. Yeah, I'll never forget that moment. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I'm sure your brother won't either, you know? Nope. That's one of those good stories you can pull out of parties when things start to get boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check out my toe. Yeah. Or lack of. <laughs> lack of toe, yeah. Oh, I've had it happen several times where someone was like, you got to show me, you know? Show yeah. Me <laughs> well, if you're going to mention it, you got to be ready to show it, you know? That's the thing. Yeah. Flip-flops all the time. Yeah, that too. I like it. Or just have like uh, a picture of your foot on your background of your cell phone or something. Like, oh yeah, here it is. Uh, (laughs) Like, you don't even have to go into your library. You're just like, yep, it's in the background. And then people who don't know you or who aren't in the story would just think like he has some weird like nine toe foot fetish. Oh boy. (laughs) So maybe not that option. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. What uh what game or games are you currently playing right now? Or that you uh beat recently? Cuz I, um, I know that you just posted a photo of like a few games that you just beat recently. I did. I did. Um I pretty much go back and forth between consoles. Um I just got in Alien vs Predator on Super Nintendo, so I played through that today. Um nice. As Super right Nintendo. Now, yeah, for Super Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, I never even knew that there was that game for SNES. Wow. It's okay. It's not as good as uh, if you've played the arcade version. It's nowhere near as good. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it's fun. Um, yeah, I never played the arcade version either. But, cool. Yeah. As of right now, I've been playing mostly Neo 2. Um, I've put in about 77 hours so far in that game. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How do you Is like that, that? Uh, PS4? Yeah, it's PS4, yeah. Um, it's very enjoyable um, once you get adjusted to it. Uh, I've played all those hardcore games like Dark Souls and mm-hmm. Bloodborne and um, Sekiro. I played all of them, so I'm pretty used to it. It's a lot easier than them. Cool. Yeah. I don't know if I could ever do that one. I've, I've heard yeah. good things, but I don't think, I don't know. I don't think I'm cut out for that. I heard it's hard. And I don't yeah. want to play hard games. Like, I like hard games, but I like cutesy hard games, if that makes any sense. Well, like, yeah, you want to be able to en- enjoy it visually and, like, you want it some feel good while you're, like, getting mad. Because <laughs> you keep dying. Yeah, yeah I like, I, I feel like we all like certain difficulties of games, you know, but genres of games too and like when it comes to hard games for me it's like platformers i'm fine with because mm-hmm. it's just a learning lesson every time for me which i'm sure neo 2 is like that for you or uh securo or whatever where like you just play you die you play you die mm-hmm. but the realism of it i'm just like i can't do it 
Like, I can't keep dying realistically. Like, I want to die as Donkey Kong falling off the platform <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, if I'm going to get mad, I want to get mad at, like, a cute little frog instead of, like, some exactly. giant monster or, like, that's, like, you know, spitting exactly. blood at my face or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think you and I are in the same boat on that one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I got to admit, there's been times where I wanted to put my foot through the TV, but, you know, I oh, yeah. held my patience. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, any questions from you, Kelly? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I would say my, like, base question to start is, like, you had the Super Nintendo growing up. And you loved it. So at what point in your life or, like, what spark was what got you into, like, collecting video games? Yeah. I mean, I've always been a collector since I was a kid. Um, I just unfortunately lost a lot of it growing up because I lived in a family where we moved constantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in the past about seven, eight years, I started getting heavily into collecting games. I just wanted to get a lot of games that I hadn't played as a lot growing up and uh, especially go into a different different field. Like I wasn't big into Sega, but now I've been starting to play more Sega games and get into that uh, field system. Like uh, what what Sega console mainly or, or all um, of Sega? I went, I went back to like Sega Genesis, started collecting for that. Um, a buddy of mine gave me a few of his games for the Sega Saturn. So I've been playing that off and on too. Dude, the Saturn is just a phenomenal system. It like, is. I wish, I wish it stayed in the states longer than it did. Like, it just had such a bad lifespan here, and it did. I really feel like we missed out on so many great games. But luckily, it's easy to like mod one without even really modding it, and uh, mm-hmm. and be able to play Japanese games and a lot of games that are for the Saturn, luckily, are arcade or shoot 'em ups where, like, you don't need to know the language to play them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, just, it's yeah, the same the, thing. The Saturn the, is phenomenal. Yeah. I was going to say, the same thing for Neo Geo. Like, they, they based around a lot of shooters or uh, fighting games. So you really don't have to read much dialogue or anything. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Neo Geo because uh, I really don't know anyone that collects for it besides you um that i talked to like what what is a neo geo system um well there's different forms of the neo geo console uh that first they had the aes model and the mvs which i don't have either of those i have the neo geo cd which okay. i mean it's a it's a fun console but if you're worried about loading time and it has the worst loading time ever for any console it takes a long time to load how long game. is long um let's say it loads in between each sequence like um Ugh. as you start up the game it loads um let's say you're playing a fighting game before each round it has to load before you go, go into the next round yeah oh my yeah oh my and how long is loading like um 10 seconds about... 20 seconds about 15, 20 seconds, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lose my shit. <laughs> I could oh, just see God. you sitting there yelling, like, let me play my game. Yeah, I would I would literally <laughs> probably turn off the system being like, oh, you know, it 
like I need to blow on the disc or wipe it off or something like over and disc. over again. <laughs> you know, like something like that. I'd be like, oh, it's not something's not working right, but really it's just loading forever. Oh, <laughs> uh, that sucks. That's so crazy. it's cartridge based, or no, you said it's CD based. Yeah, the, the you have. CD. Yep, the okay. one I got. Um, if you want to avoid all the loading time, I would either go with the uh, AES model or the MVS. And what's the difference between those two, if you know? Eh, they're both just cartridge-based, just different preference. Um, I mean, one came out before the other. That's all I know. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, like, I know that there's Neo Geo cabinets that, like, have, like, huge, giant cartridges, like uh, arcade mm-hmm. cabinets. They do. But that's that's neither one of those. Um, they use the same else. cartridge. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. They have those large partridges. And the worst thing about collecting for that is just about every game is $100 and up for it. Yeah. 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 Yikes. Yeah, it's a system, like, I feel like I know a lot about video game systems, but mm-hmm. I've never messed with the Neo Geo. Like, it's just something beyond me. And I've listened to podcasts about it, and I've heard that there's a lot of fakes out there, mm-hmm. and that it's not something that you you really want to jump into when it comes to collecting because you probably will end up buying a lot of fakes for a lot oh, of yeah, money. Definitely. Yeah. There was a, there was a couple times where I went up to uh, classic game junkie. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, but, uh, classic game junkie is in Glenside PA. And, um, I think they come you, to too many games. I think I've, like, yeah, I've seen their booth or whatever. So I'm familiar with their name. But there's this guy in there that always comes in. He wants to buy Neo Geo games, but he asks to open them up before he buys them. And it's totally understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, any game that you're spending over $100 on cartridge base, you should definitely open it up, you know? Like, you might as well. Like, we all have the tools for it, especially at at a convention, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And that that's a place that, you know, most people might think that, oh, everyone's legit here. But really, like, you really don't know. You know, it's like a a bad deal could happen without even the seller knowing that it's the wrong thing because they never checked it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. You have the people there that are like, uh, you know, like the legit game stores, local game stores in the area who probably know what's going on and stuff like that. And then you have like, you know, I don't know, so-and-so who's selling their art there, but then they also have like a handful of games there because they already have a table. So why not sell a couple games that I had? And they didn't realize that, you know, I don't know, this Pokemon Game Boy Advance game is a fake and they have it there for like the real price and you buy it and you, you know, you think you're at a convention, you know, and then you get home and then you realize, oh no, I just bought a fake for like, you know, 20, 30 too bucks much, or whatever. Yeah, too much money. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I completely get, you know, opening stuff up before you buy it. You know, if you definitely know that there's fakes out there of that specific, you know, cartridge or game or whatever you're buying. Yeah, exactly. Gotta be smart. Gotta be smart. <laughs> Any uh, other questions for Danny or do you want to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I gotta Keep know. Going. I gotta Out of my know. Way. all right so so, um you know we touched on some of your favorite like you know games that you play the kind of games you play what do you think your favorite system to play is 
I mean, that's that's kind of a hard one. It but, is. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd have to go with the Super Nintendo because of the variety of games that is offered. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Is that yeah. probably like also your favorite system to collect for? Yeah, I would say so. I got the most games for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> nice. That's good. Yep. It's a good, solid system. I agree. It There's a huge range on that system oh, to definitely. get. And, like, just that, that era of games is very nostalgic, I think, for oh, a lot exactly. of people. So it's a good thing to collect for, for sure. Um, so when you collect, are, do you have, like, a separate room for your games or anything or are you kind of like keeping them in with your living room or something like that um i have a separate room for everything so all of uh my section of my game room of the house though yep nice dope i I had i had to come up with something because you know um when in my old place before i moved to this most recent house uh my son was crawling all over and grabbing games off of the shelf so i had to figure out and do something (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. that that would be a problem (laughs) for sure cool well i mean is there any like what is your i'll close my questions out by a kind of broad what is your favorite piece in your collection it could be a system a game a controller like a piece of merchandise or whatever what do you think your favorite thing is um, I would say it's probably my Ghost Pilots. It's called Ghost Pilots for the Neo Geo CD. And it's not for the fact that it's uh, almost a $300 game. but Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's It's been an arcade game. I played a lot uh, back in the day, and so I finally got it on console, and so I, I treasure that every moment I get. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one, so I will yeah, neither have check I. that out. That's cool. Uh, I want to, I want to kick that back, that question back to you, Kelly, and then answer it myself. What is your favorite piece in your collection? Hmm. Like looking around my room. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Put me in the spot. Um, it's so hard because there's so many things like that are, like some like I'm staring at like a cross stitch that my friend made for me of Peach and Daisy, like you know things like that, or like that Katamari art that I got at too many. Oh, that Katamari art, like, so cool! Things that are like one of a kind that like somebody made yes. or you know friends gave to me, things like that. It's like that's well, so cool. But let's take let's take art and crafts out of it though. Okay, so then just All systems right. and games and stuff. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Uh, I have to say my most prized possession in my collection would be my childhood Game Boy Color that I still have. I like that answer. You... I was really hoping that you were going to say Dynamite Cop uh, <laughs> marquee. I mean, but those things, like, all of the things that I have, I could sell off and be like, KC, but, like, this yeah. was literally my first video game system, like, the first thing, you know, I got, like, as a kid that it introduced me to this world and the fact that I still have it, it still functions and like everything it's like, I think that's, that's something that I would never give up. So that would be my most prized possession. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Like my, my SNES collection, even though it's like only like maybe 25 games deep, um, 
you know, my Chrono Trigger was when I was like, I remember buying that at uh, Babbage's or whatever for like 15 bucks, like $14.99 in the yeah. bin. <laughs> and being like, oh, yeah, this game looks cool. Like, didn't know anything about the game. And it was actually a game that, you know, my neighbors didn't have. So I didn't play it at their house, but I bought it for myself and like playing it, being like, wow, this is really cool. And like going to game FAQs just to be like, what is this game about? And then learning so much more about this game, being like, wow, there's like 11 different endings to it. Like, holy hell, like I got to play more of this. Like, yeah, I would never get rid of that, but that wouldn't be like my favorite thing out of my collection per se. I'm recording in my kiosk room and I, I don't know. Every time I'm in this room, I just like get so giddy and like, I don't know. I just, I love my collection of kiosks and I honestly love the Dreamcast kiosk so much because it was a way, like I, I traded a world of Nintendo cabinet for it, you know, which means a lot to a lot of people, but at the, at the time it didn't really mean anything to me and I wanted something more functional and I got something amazing and then modded it, got it modded and have, you know, all the great Dreamcast games on it. But now I'm looking at the PS1 kiosk next to it. And I'm like, God, you look amazing over there in that corner. <laughs> like, really, like it, it, it trumps the Dreamcast kiosk in size and like weight and everything. It's just like, I'm fucking PlayStation. I you think know, it has like light up things yeah. and, and the speakers on it are so fucking loud and yeah i, I remember don't know. that ps1 kiosk playing that at stores more than playing a dreamcast kiosk yeah i never played it i don't think i ever played a dreamcast key uh no i did but uh the dreamcast just has a great library on it and to have about 100 games uh built into the dreamcast that's in it right now that I don't have to like buy any games for it. Like it's all just right there on a menu screen. Like that makes it for me too. Yeah. I feel like I'm like the older that I get, the more I'm like leaning towards emulation and stuff where I'm just like, this is like, I enjoy playing games, but I don't want to spend the money to play them anymore. You know, like I'd rather just like sell off things if I can play them digitally, you know? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I I would say, though, that is a a beautiful collection of kiosks you have. (laughs) Thank you. I'm proud of it, man. And literally it like happened. I don't know, like with a snap of a finger. (laughs) Like (laughs) I got I got the first one and then I was like, I need more. And my wife just keeps rolling her eyes back and back and back being like, what the fuck did I allow? (laughs) She's in the other room right now, and I can't see her, but I know she's fucking rolling her eyes so hard. She's like, fuck you. Oh. But yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I, I sort of want to get rid of one, but I would just add it, like add a new one to it, you know, if I did get rid of one. But yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it, man. Um, it's my favorite thing to collect for and fix up because I'm not really like, a mechanic like i don't know cars or anything like that mm-hmm. um i'm not the greatest with electronics and electrical work like i i try to mod a few different game boys and messed them all up you know mm-hmm. and sort of gave up doing it and i was like well i suck at this but 
for some reason with kiosks, like I can fix them up and, and clean them nicely and wipe down the dirt well and, and plug in the things and unplug the things and, and make them all right, you know, and I'm getting better with electronics. Um, so it makes me feel like, like I'm doing something like making something that wasn't as nice, nicer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. L- little tangent, but yeah. <laughs> all good. Cool. So, uh, let's get into the games that we're playing. If we want to go into that. Let's do it. Kelly, what games have you been playing? Well, it's a shocker for everybody, but Animal Crossing. Yes. Whoa, I know. <laughs> Steady yourselves. Um, no, I've just I've been playing a lot of. I mean, that's like my daily game. Like literally, I play it in the morning and I play it in the evening. Like uh, it's like a nice bookend. Keeps me sane yeah. right now. Um, so and the fact that it's now a new month. Uh, a lot of things turn over, like there are new critters to capture and, you know, put in the museum and uh, there's May-based events. Like right now they're having May Day stuff going on. Um, so, so they were, wait, they released new critters for yes. the museum? So uh, when months change out, uh, like things go in and out of season, like in real life, you know, this bug might only appear for these so many months. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, you know, some bugs and fish went away at the end of April. And now that it's May, there are new ones essentially taking their place in the spawn. So, um, you know, looking for those new things now. Um, And it's just been nice to have that game and it stay connected with, you know, I've played, you know, with people on IG. Uh, I've played with people who I know in real life and it's it's been fun all around. So uh, that's been pretty much a lot of my playing time the other thing i have i played a little bit of so far um i got it like two weeks ago on the e-shop it was five dollars i got celeste finally yay i felt like five dollars was a (laughs) that's so cheap really good price for it and i did not have any excuses I'd be like, ah, oh, I don't know. But I was like, it's not going to get any cheaper than four ninety nine by the game. It's not. So, so did you play any of it? Yeah, I started. I did the prologue, and I'm in the middle, I guess, somewhere of chapter one. Um, oh, it's so good. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's like I like I like the game a lot. Um, I like the style. I like you know the story ish you know that I have already. Basically, you know, she shows up, she's going up this mountain, the old lady's laughing at her, like, you can't do this, yeah. you suck, and you're in the game's like, you can do this, you're great, you know, keep going, you got this. Yeah. It's like super encouraging, even though everybody else is like, yeah, screw you, you suck, and you're never yeah. gonna make it. So, um, it's, I like that, like, vibe, it's like uplifting, and it's like, you know. But then I got into the game and I was like, holy hell. <laughs> um, it's like. You're going to die. You're well, going to no, die I, a lot. I have. Um, and this kind of ties back into when we were talking with Danny about the like amount of times you die in a game and like getting yeah. mad 
and it's like i'd rather get mad at something cute than something like yeah realistic this this game is like pixelated so i'm getting mad at like little pixel spikes or something you know or this little you know pixeled wall like i'm not i'm not getting mad at a giant you know bloodthirsty creature so (laughs) i this game you know it's like platformer but it's not like like in donkey kong when i play donkey kong just because that's like a good platformer base to go off of Mm -hmm. just kind of run and go and like I take obstacles as they come and then I'll die and I'll get set back and I'll be mad, you know, I'll do it again and I've got it. This one like gives you time to pause and like look around and like think about your movement and like think, okay, well, I know how to dash and I know, you know, whatever, I know how to jump. Like, can I jump and then dash or should I dash and then jump or like, you know, how, what angle do I take? Cause there's like six, probably like six different ways to like get to, you know, wherever, you know, and get your collectibles and things like that. It's like, you have to figure out, you have to map it out before you start moving. Like, what am I going to do? So yeah. Or you just got to do it and be like, Oh shit, that wall just fucking dropped on me when I jumped on it. So I got to jump faster next time. Right. Yeah. I was going to say there are moving pieces. So like, once you get in, you can think you're going to go one way and then you get in it and you're like, Oh, shit i didn't know that yeah. would happen and then you have to like recalculate what you were gonna do based on what you just learned so- yes yeah it's a very quick learning game and what's nice about it is that most of the like stages or whatever is just one screen and mm-hmm. so you just go right back to where you were yes no, i like there's that. no lives and it's so quick I when you die like and, and respawn is so quick mm-hmm. yes and that's what keeps the game going so well that there isn't any loading with right. it. It's just yeah, like just there you like, are, poof. you die, and here you are again. Yep. Yeah, try again. Poof, dead. Poof, back. Do it again. Yeah, it's like I don't. It's kind of like just like picking it back up and just being like, all right, you know, you fell off your bike. Let's try again. You know, keep going yep. from where you are, kind of thing. I like that. Um, so I just put it. If like it is it. the bike analogy, though, you are just going to be covered in scars and scabs within yeah. the first hour. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've I've died a, a bunch, but I've, it's very, it's very quick to learn, and like figure out. So I do like the fact that you have that like learning part of the game. So I I played it for a while, and then I was like, all right, I have to like. It wasn't like I was like super frustrated and like had to stop playing games altogether. It was just like, okay, I'm I'm doing the same thing and now I just kind of want to play something else. So like I yeah. went to play another game. But like I think it's and it's good that I have it on the eShop too because, you know, it just sits on my Switch now and any time that I can be like, all right, I've got a couple minutes or you know, I've got like yeah. a while I want to play a game and then you could switch out and go to something else and then, you know, it's it's always there and ready so it could be like a game that i just like jump onto for a little bit and then go to something else i just don't think it's going to be a game unless i get to i get more into it right now it doesn't feel like you will. i can sit for like four hours and play no not four hours but it it's definitely a game where you're like all right i got 20 minutes to play and then you're like well, now I've been playing for two hours. Yeah, like okay. it, it will go by very quickly. The more that you keep playing it and realizing, like you'll feel 
so good after each section that you get past that you'll want to keep playing more, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a game that really, like, makes you feel like you're you're evolving as a gamer. Yeah. You're getting so much better because you have unlimited lives. But then at the end of the day, once you beat that whole level, it's like, hey, you just died 250 times you know and it's like oh fuck like i did die that many times but cool i still beat it you know and then you can go back and try to like beat that score and and beat it with less lives have you ever played it danny i have not but i uh i've heard good things about it it's so good i did have a question is it like memory based yes it's like uh Yes, it's definitely memory based with like, I need to dash here, jump here, jump there. And I got to do this all like right away. You know, like it's button button pressing the proper way as fast as you can. It's all in sequence. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And eventually gets even more and more. So I may have to look into it and uh, add it to my switch collection. Yeah, you should, especially if it's only four ninety nine. I think oh, now yeah. it's probably back to regular place. Put it on your wish list because I know a lot of things. I mean, I got an email. It was on my wish list and I got an email from Nintendo that was like, hey, this game's on sale. And that's like how it's been happening during this time of quarantine is like I'm seeing a lot of these digital games going on sale because obviously like nobody has anything to do. Um, so like the, there's been like a lot of good deals out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have like another sale on it at some point. I didn't realize Wishlist did that. That's cool. I'm going to start Wishlisting a bunch of games. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, that's like there's a bunch of games that I, you know, I don't usually buy digital. Yeah, I don't usually buy digital, but like those digital only games when they do go on sale, I'm like, "Hmm, I will take that. So and like that's how I got that Screen Cheaters game. Like it was on my wishlist and it went on sale. Oh, yeah, that that was a really fun game. Yeah, that was a really fun game. Yeah. So, did we yeah. ever talk about that game? I think we touched on it. Yeah. Okay, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um, funny you guys mentioned that because uh, I mean I pretty much do the same thing. I'm, I'm a physical based uh, collector, but if there's something digital on the market that goes cheap, I'm like, oh, two ninety nine, I'll snag that. <laughs> right. Exactly. A, yeah. A lot of these indie games uh, on the Switch are you know, mostly digital at this point. And there's a lot of really good ones out there. And it's like, I want to get them. It's just, I'm going to sit and wait until I get a couple dollars on my discount. (laughs) Yeah. And especially with the switch, I don't know if you guys are proactive about this, but buying like actual physical games on the switch and digital thing things too, I believe uh, you can redeem the gold points from it. Yes. Like, I'm so about that. If I'm buying a new physical game that's not, like, from Limited Run, it's actual, like, Nintendo published, I automatically, before I even, like, start up the game, like, let me redeem the points from it and make sure that I get those points, which is, like, only, like, 50 or 65 or whatever Mm -hmm. points, but that equates to cents. So, like... Every game that I do buy digitally, then I'm like, cool, I just saved like six bucks or seven bucks, you know, because I bought enough physical games. I'm like, this is great, you know? Yep. Great way to save some money on on games. Um, Is that all the games you played, Kelly? 
Yeah, that's pretty much been it. I'm going to get into mine then. All right. I finished Yakuza 0, which I told you guys that I I would finish on the last podcast. And I'm glad I I got down to it. I was just like, I need to finish it. My wife was like, you need to finish this game. You're not allowed to play any other game until you finish this game. I'm like, okay, cool. And it was a lot of just like story story base and beat them up but it, it was really good it was a good story it's the beginning of the whole yakuza series um and i'm not ready to play another yakuza game for a while now because they're all the same but they're all very good in their own way and and quirky japanese culture mixed into it but uh, i'm happy i finished it because i haven't really been finishing as many games as i've wanted to by this time in the year but uh, it's fine. Um, and then my wife and I started replaying Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze because we we're like, let's you know play another video game together. It's been a while, and I'm like, let's just replay Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. So we started up a new a new file, and then the next day came around and she opened up our old file, which we were at like 98 percent on, and she's like we literally have like two more levels to complete. How about you do it? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so I'm doing it. And she doesn't even want to play with me. And she's like, you just do it. And I'm like, okay, so I'm doing it. I'm just dying over and over and over again. And eventually I beat these two levels. And at the very end, it's like, congratulations, you beat everything. And these were like the bonus levels. And it's like, congratulations, you beat everything. You now just unlocked hard mode where you only have one life, one heart to live throughout the whole game. And it's just like, no way I'm playing that. Like, I get hit once and then I have to start the whole level over again. Fuck that. No, get out of here. Hard mode. Like, no, it was already hard. (laughs) It was already so hard. I'm just like, no, it was. No. Yeah. No, no, I wouldn't do that. No. no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but it's cool that I got that far, I guess. But, like, no, no way. Like, I had to buy lives, you know? And luckily, the game allowed you to do that. But, like, no. Um, And then, besides that, I got into a new VR game that you guys might have saw a post of mine about called Box VR. Yeah, I want to hear about this. Yo, it's so similar to Beat Saber but it's all about boxing and it's classes. So you can literally take, all right, there's a lot of gripes that I have about this game. A, the training on it, like the tutorial is 30 seconds long. It's like, this is how you hit left. This is how you hit right. Here's how to block. All right, you're ready. And it's like, no, I'm not fucking ready, like at all. (laughs) And then you go into any of these classes because it's just classes. It's not like, Oh, I want to play this science. No, I want to take a two-minute class or I want to take a 45-minute class. Jeez. You know, or an hour class. Like, literally, you can do all different lengths. There's 29-minute classes, 28, 27, 26. There's all different minute classes, which is really cool. You know, like, they repeat the same songs and stuff and, like, different, like, mashups of of punches and stuff. But uh, once you get into a class after doing the tutorial, you're going to suck so bad and it's not good. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? Like I am punching this orb that's coming at me the proper way, but I'm not. So then you have to learn how to punch it the right way. 
So I posted a video after I got into this groove of, all right, I am punching things for the most part, 95% the right way that it wants me to punch it. My tattoo artist then uh, calls me, my friend, Chad, who did the Ori podcast with me. And he's like, hey, I got that box VR. He's like, have you reset your motion motion controls uh, a different way, like where they are positioned in your hand? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I know that you can, like, change up the grip area. He's like, honestly, you want the ball of the motion controls, like, behind your wrist, like, really low. He's like, if you do that, you're going to hit everything that you want to hit the proper way on punching it. Like you're not going to force a punch a certain way, like an uppercut a certain way just to get that orb hit. I'm like, cool. So I'm going to try that. I haven't been able to try it yet. He told me this yesterday and I haven't played it uh, since Wednesday. I guess it was, was the last time I played it. But besides that, I've been playing it every day after work. I started it on Sunday. Um, I played for, I did like a half an hour or a 45 minute class at first and I got like 20 minutes into it, missing a lot of orbs. And I was like, this fucking sucks. I paused it. And then I accidentally clicked on the wrong button that made me replay it. The the same thing again. I was like, Oh, I'm already like so sweaty. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to fucking do this. I'm, I'm going to play another whole 45 minutes after already doing 20 25 minutes of it and i was cursing at the tv like i i haven't worked out like that ever in the (laughs) longest time like but yet after i did it i felt so good that i fucking completed something that took over an hour of physical exertion the whole time which i haven't done like even when i would go to the gym you still have that downtime where you like look at your cell phone after pushing weights or whatever. Like this was like, no motherfucker, you are in this to win this. And all the orbs are going to fucking come at you so fast. And you got to keep punching no matter what. You got to keep your hands up the whole time. You got to keep swinging all these different ways. And that's the thing that I love about this game that Beat Saber does not have because Beat Saber is just one song at a time. So after you're done with that song, you're like, cool, I'm a little sweaty, whatever, you know, like, let me go to the next song if I want to, or let me stop. This is like, if I'm doing a 45 minute class, I am completing that 45 minute class. Otherwise I failed in my head Hmm. and I love it for it. Like I, like I said, I've been doing it almost every day and I, tomorrow I'm going to do an hour long class in the morning. First thing after brushing my teeth tomorrow morning and the next day I'm going to do an hour long class and I feel great the next day. Like I feel sore as hell because I'm not used to these muscles. You do a lot of squats too. So it's not just your arms. It's also your thighs that are burning as well. And it's great. Like if you have VR and you want to work out, I recommend this game, Box VR. Right on. That sounds uh, sounds intense. Sounds like uh, those like it is intense classes that they have at like the local gym, but just like in a VR format in your house. It is intense, and you know it. It's not Beat Saber. It's not 
a fun party game. It's uh, I am doing this for exercise reasons, but it is fun because I am doing it in VR. You know, mm-hmm. it's sort of like the opposite of, of Beat Saber, even though it's so similar to Beat Saber. Right. It sounds like you've got a little bit more uh, free time in Beat Saber, or it's a little bit more casual. In more a way. casual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then besides that, on Sunday, uh, I started Ocarina of Time for, I don't know, the third or fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh time <laughs> ever. Um, I was like, while in the headset, I was like, man, I really want to play Ocarina of Time. And I've never felt that way in, in like years for this game. And I recently bought like a few months ago the not for resale like zelda collection on the gamecube Mm -hmm. that came with majora's mask and ocarina of time and like a demo of wind waker yeah yeah original you know what i'm talking about and i was like oh cool like i have this i really want to play this game like i love zelda games like obviously zelda games are just built very well and it's been a while since i've played oot and I started that up and I was like, oh my God, on my 60 inch TV, I was like, this fucking shit looks horrible. And I'm playing it through my Wii, which I have composite cables on. So it like turns out to like a 480i. And so it's, it's upgraded graphics. It's stretched, but it looks fine. But the graphics are just so muddy. Like the backgrounds are so muddy, but like Link looks clean, you know, and everything's fine but i was just like i'm so enjoying the hell out of it kayla hates watching it she's just like this sucks like (laughs) i went to lawn lawn ranch you know and i'm doing the yes i'm doing the the guess the three chickens that i just fucking threw out you know and it's like which ones are the fancy chickens or whatever and it's like the whole time while you're talking to him, it's like, and it's like over and it's like fucking nintendo why did you have to repeat the same sounds over and over and over and over again it's so annoying but uh yeah i'm enjoying it um so that's been like when we're not watching tv i'm like can i play some zelda (laughs) (laughs) let me real quick get my fit yeah so i uh i'm at the goron dungeon right now hmm and I kept the Wii on for like three days and like, cause every time you, uh, you save it and then like actually turn the system off, I'm pretty sure you start right back at your house, which sucks. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think you start at the beginning of the dungeon, at least in this version, you don't, um, I don't, so I like, don't remember. It's been so long. It's, it's been, been so bad. long. And I'm like, oh, you should start back at the dungeon at the beginning, but I don't think you do. Maybe in the N64 version you do, but the GameCube version, you don't. I, yeah. I don't like, think I ever played the Ocarina on the GameCube version. I know I have. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is my first time and, and I'm glad I'm doing it, you know, like whatever, like, I honestly, Kelly and Danny, like, I don't think I've ever beat Ocarina of Time ever because I used to get too scared as a kid once I turned into Adult Link. And I, (laughs) you get, you know, like. Why why would it scare you, though? Okay. What what did scare me? I said, why, why would it scare you? Dude, those things that fucking, like, those, like, creatures are like, 
and they fucking jump on you and they suck your life out of you. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, dude, I hated it. The first fucking boss that I beat, I beat him so fast, the spider thing, right? The one-eyed mm-hmm. spider. It scared me. It brought me back to my childhood, and I was, like, jumping. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, why am I even scared of this? Like, it looks so polygonal and, and dumb. But, like, it made me feel like... It made me feel like a kid again and like that fear that I had as, as a kid, like the nostalgia of this fear. And I'm like, fuck, like, I don't think I've ever beat this game. But like, I, I, I know everything that I need to do. I know where all the gold skulls are and stuff, but I'm going to eventually get to this certain part in the game where I'm adult link and be like, oh, fuck. Now I don't know what to do because I never got past this, you know? Mm hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited to actually be it at this time. I, I think I'm old enough mentally and physically <laughs> that I can uh, get through it, but we'll see. You could do it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. <laughs> but those are uh, mainly all the games that I've been playing. A little bit of Final Fantasy VII, uh, the original, and the PSP as well. But uh, yeah. Danny, any, right. any games you've been playing that you want to talk about? <clears throat> I mean, besides the Neo 2, um, I spend uh, about three days a week playing DDR. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So you're still doing that? I have been uh, ever since I was about 15 years old. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. So tell us about that. Like, is this like a passion of yours? Or are you just like um, a dumb DDR fan? I don't know. Like, why? Why <laughs> have you ever posted videos of you doing DDR? I did. Um, I posted one up, uh, but I don't know. I got too self conscious, so I took it down shortly after. <laughs> what? Yeah. I. Yeah. Oh man, I would love to see that. I like. Can you post something up, like a video of you tonight after we do this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, see if I got any old videos lying around. No, 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 no. We need a freshie. <laughs> Demands. Demands are being met. I don't Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. DDR was one of those games I could never I can't do it. Like I can't like I'm not good at it either. I can't do these like even like with Beat Saber and stuff. I I get I get it. But like it's still, I mean, the feat for me it's a huge difference between the arms. Like I can I do beat saber and things like that, where you're like moving a joystick or you're moving an arm in, you know, some arrow or something, but the feet, I can't, I don't have the coordination. <laughs> I suck at it. Yeah. yeah what, the, what is like beat saber is like hand eye coordination. And then DDR would be feet eye coordination. I guess. The worst yeah. coordination. Head, head no to words. foot or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm not God. good at it either. Kelly. So I, I have mad, respect for people who can play ddr like well it's or um, anybody who can just beat a level i can't even do that <laughs> um i got to say that the first time i played it i got it for yeah it was about my 15th birthday and when i first played it i went from light mode to heavy mode within one day oh my god because i played Whoa, it for like probably eight to ten hours straight wow yeah so do you have like one of those metal pads at your house? Like are you have like a professional pad or whatever they're called? <laughs> I do. I, don't know. I do. Nice. I have one of those metal pads at home too. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. They call that a, a, a P pad for short. Really? A professional pad. <laughs> the P pad. Yeah. 
no, get, a little bar, get a little bar behind <laughs> it so you can lean on it. <laughs> lean on that pee pad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, tell us about it. Uh, were you not to like be funny about it, but yeah. to also be funny? Like, did you lose weight off of it? Like, were you a chubby kid and then lost a lot of weight? Yeah, no, I've always been a smaller kid. Um, okay, I, I went outside. I always skateboard, and then um, I'd come home and play DDR all the time. And but nice. it kept it kept me in shape. Like all those years yeah, I, bet. I played, and um, I did enter in about three ddr tournament he has about three to four of them oh okay like yeah. local tournaments or did you travel far or what um the first tournament i entered was in a local um bowling alley so that was like when fun. it first came out yeah when it first came out okay and, uh the second ones um i'd probably say those those were like closer to regional tournament um they had people come from all over. I went up to one in New York for a DDR tournament. Wow. And uh, what was like the best place that you got out of these tournaments? Um, the first one I actually did well. I got third place. Uh, oh. Okay. The second one, I was in top 10. Same with the third. I just couldn't get past all these people getting like constant triple A's and stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's like, uh, like sort of like, uh, like getting like a, a tetris you know like yeah you get they basically they actually bonus points yeah mm-hmm. doing certain things yeah okay they rate you based off of how many perfects you get in a song mm. yeah yeah nuts wow so you still play though you still I love do. it i do i uh i have the ps2 hooked up in the living room with a little small uh, dinky tail television but i'll play like about three four times a week still that's dope do you just play like one game at a time or is it like a half an hour session or what, what are you doing? Yeah. I would probably say it's about a half hour to an hour worth session. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome that you have the room for it and stuff too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the DDR pad is always, uh, always out and about. It is. Um, I have a closet I, I store it in, but I mean, for the most part, it, it's pretty much available to just pull right out and use right away. <laughs> That's awesome, man. There is one issue I've been having with it. I gotta change out the left sensor board. So once I switch out the sensor board, it's gonna work perfect again. Is that a, is that like an easy thing to do? Like are there like readily available boards and like just a little lift um, up the flap and th- there's a, a website you can go to, it's ddrfreak.com and they got all the, the materials and stuff you can order off of there. Oh, cool. Yeah. I am learning yeah. so much today. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> it's awesome. It's yeah. DDR. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man. That's dope. That's so dope. Oh, yeah. By the way, I did pull up that uh, information I have for the published book online. So whenever you want me to send it out. Oh, you can go ahead right now and do it if you want. Oh yeah. Um. So the published ebook is on a website called Smashwords. Um, okay. The story itself is called Stories of Diverse Selection. It's a segment of five different stories in one. Um, you can download it right onto your, uh, you know, right onto your laptop, uh, anything handheld, your phone. You can read it right off of there too. Cool. So like Kindle, 
phone. Yep. All that stuff. stuff, PDF, you can download it all. <laughs> wow. Awesome. I'm definitely going to download those to my Kindle and I will be reading them for sure because that's like my other thing to do besides gaming is like I go out in my hammock and I either play handheld or I read and I take that Kindle out with me or I take a book out and it's yeah. so nice to do. So I will definitely be hey, you got any? If you got any constructive criticism, I'm all ears. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Cool. I'm so excited. Well, what was that website again? Because I, I just literally turned the mic off for a quick oh, yeah, second no problem. to run, it's, uh, run through the bathroom. Smashwords. Smashwords. Smashwords.com. Yep. Slash anything? No, just slash books. And then uh, you can go right in the search bar and look up stories of diverse selection. Okay, cool. Awesome. I can actually Thank read you. you a little paragraph about what you're expected to read about. If Ooh, you want. Okay. Yes. Sure. Reading. I can't wait. Um, so what I have here is live in a world of para as the kingdom is torn apart from a ferocious beast that wants to decimate all in its path. The true king embarks on an adventure that leaves us a tale of the unexpected. Gather the spirit of a king in order to restore humanity. All falls into place in the eyes of Perseus. If not, it is not your setting. Move on to the next story that involves a woman named Olivia that must relive a tragedy. The visit takes us to a mysterious land of the astral plane. Does Olivia know what is real or is it just a dream? And the final story of stories that the first collection, join Casey on his journey in sweet, sweet revenge of finding true love. At least that's what he was expected to find. So that's just the, the rundown of everything. <laughs> nice. That's cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Man, this is great. That sounded like a beginning of a video game or something. <laughs> you know, I like to incorporate my readings into uh, video games too. So, I love it. That's yeah. cool. Awesome. Hey. Well, you guys want to get into a, a topic I was thinking about earlier this week? Let's do it. Let's bring up some topics. All right, cool. So, you know, with the whole quarantine and with how our world is going about you know i've been thinking and looking at the news and, and seeing how things are evolving and changing so my question is how do we think video games will shape the future of social gatherings in a virtual landscape for instance sports are being played as video games now like actual nba players are playing nba 2k 20 uh on espn right now and i guess i don't know if they're like doing it for fun or if they're like actually being like oh this is the actual game you know but uh i i guess it's just like for fun right now um but how how is that going to be broadcasted in concerts you know are they going to be what they were or could we see now concerts in video games which we have been seeing at least with Fortnite, with uh, that DJ Marshmallow uh, played in Fortnite. And I believe uh, Travis Scott mm -hmm. just played in Fortnite as well. Like he did like a 10 minute concert, which is crazy, you know, like that you could just be playing this game and all of a sudden you're warped into this concert mode now. Like how do we how do we foresee all this happening? Danny, I'll let you go first. 
if you're uh, if you're prepared. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy how everything is turning out to be. I mean, with online gaming enough as it is, just I guess this is the realization of what we're coming to playing in yeah. the online world. It's just it's what it's going to have to be for here on out until things start turning around. Yeah, and I think it's amazing that uh, you know, we have we live in the world that we live in right now mm-hmm. where we have so much electronics and ways to live our life in a virtual world already oh, yeah. that we can mim- mimic, you know, everyday life in a video game in the sense. Oh, yeah. And it's also keeping us all healthy while uh, just staying at our house and not getting sick from a virus, but being able to enjoy the things that we would enjoy in, I guess, like the normal world. Oh, no, it's a weird way to think about it. But like I I've really been thinking about it that, you know, this might be our normal. You know, we, we really don't know that we're. Actually, just like logging in, like uh, if you guys ever seen the movie Ready Player One, yep, where yeah they or put on these the book, <laughs> yeah, or read the book, or uh, where they put like a VR headset on, and they go into this giant world of video games, but it's just like a giant world. It's a whole different world where you are your own avatar. You know, you create your own self by the currency that you get in all these games and you can literally play any game you can go play pac-man you know the original pac-man or pong or you can just keep fucking shooting people in call of duty or doom or whatever and gain all these currencies or you know like oh no let's go see a concert instead you know like everything is just interconnected virtual reality wise yeah it's it's crazy that, again, like you said, this is where we live now. Um, it might be. I, so I am an introvert by nature. So being at home doesn't bother me. Um, but I do miss everyday life before quarantine like the ability to just be like i'm going to target or the freedom yeah just to be able to get out and go somewhere and not i don't want to use the word fear but i'm going to use the word fear fear for my health and safety like because i would be lying if you know every time i go to the grocery store i don't think about like okay what if i accidentally you know miss a spot washing my hands or whatever and i get you know COVID 19 from the bag of bread i just picked up you know so like yes i'm only going out to the grocery store like once every two weeks i'm extremely minimizing my exposure but i'm still thinking about you know these things but i miss the ability to go out and be like you know the world is the world and you know my biggest problem today is i don't know um you Getting know. a beer at 6 p.m. Right. right before happy hour ends. Yeah, like, yes, those simple <laughs> things. Like, <Yes>. you know, <laughs> I don't, like, I'm, I am hopeful and that this 
will pass and that society is um, smart enough and capable enough to return to quote-unquote normal function as we were before and that this won't become our new normal um, because we've become set in it for so long or something. Yeah, I really hope it doesn't. And I actually listened to a really good podcast today where a guy mentioned, the guest mentioned, you know, we dealt with a similar situation with 9-11 and all that came out of it really was now we have to take our shoes off at the airport. Right. And I mean, there's a lot more that came out of it, you know, than that, but really that's all it is. And life became normal after a few years, like right. race racism happened a lot harder towards Indians and, and, and people of like that ethnicity, you know, like, unfortunately that happened as well with it, but really like we were all like okay cool like whatever people flew into a building in america but we don't really remember that anymore or or think back on it you know years later i think they think back on it in a respectful term it's just not it's not in the forefront it's not the everyday thing yes yeah so i i'm hoping you know like hearing that i was like oh yeah maybe things will actually go back to normal and we to sort of not like forget about what happened during this time, but we uh, respect what happened and hopefully have vaccines already and have be more prepared, you know, be talking about what, what could and would happen if this happened, you know? Yeah. It's about becoming a smarter society. This is a learning point right now yeah and we can learn from it and grow like we did with 9-11 you know like you're saying we now take our shoes off at the airport and we all know the precautions now and we heed to wash our hands now i mean i was already washing my hands before but sure i hope everybody is like you know exactly so i hope that you know coming out of that it it will be in that way, like okay, everybody's just a little bit more cautious about their health, which is not necessarily a bad thing. And maybe our healthcare system learns from this as far as like how to deal with uh, a, a pandemic situation in a different degree. Like you know, we haven't really been tested like this uh, recently um, with this kind of influx of a disease. So you know, it's it's a good point to grow from, and I hope that we do that. But as far as like our day to day. Um, I know right now here in Pennsylvania, they just got the green light. No, I should say yellow light for a couple of counties. I think like 24, 25 counties in Pennsylvania to start reopening some businesses um, who have low enough case counts right now. So right now I know it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I think we're starting to get there. People are talking about, okay, We've done our distancing, like we've done all these precautions. What is it going to yeah. look like when we start reopening, when we start coming back? Because it's not just like, hey, we're open now. you got to do yeah. it in small increments. So right now they're starting to do that. And other states, I'm pretty sure, are you know, either doing similar things or they weren't locked down as hard as we were or whatever. But I think that right now video games are keeping everybody entertained and – that's Same. what they need. Yeah. And TV, like last night, they had that Parks and Rec 
Um, I don't know if anybody's a fan, but they had like a Parks and Rec special. That show has been done for years. And oh, they, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the crew came back and like made a special to like uh, they like wrote a script and every. I didn't watch it yet because I don't have cable, so I have to find it online tonight. But they came back and they raised money for like I think it was like Feeding America or something, and they wrote a script specifically, and all the actors and actresses came back and did the special on TV to do that. Like so entertainers are trying because they don't have anything to do either they're out of work they re- but they they recorded together and stuff well not together together i think it's like you know they all recorded a separate piece and put it to, like mashed it oh, together okay. kind of thing because yeah i heard snl's trying to do that too yeah. they did do that so yeah. a lot of entertainers are taking whatever media they have right now which is basically you have streaming social media video games you know, those are your big ones. So they're taking those things and they're trying to put content out to still be able to help, you know, in this case, to help America and um, to help people be less bored and also to help themselves. Because like I said, you know, they're not doing anything right now that like pretty much everything is on hold in the entertainment industry. Nobody's really releasing albums. Nobody's going on tour. Obviously, nobody's making a movie or a TV show. So while everything yeah. is paused and they're stuck at home too, they're still trying to, you know, help us out and help themselves. So when you said like, you know, Travis Scott and Marshmallow do those online concerts, yeah, I've seen, you know, those on Fortnite and that's cool. And I know that they've done some other online like concerts like that. I don't know if it was on Fortnite or stuff, but like a lot of um, I guess like maybe like EDM and stuff like that goes on to different kind of games and things like that and does like a little stream like that um yeah i would i would love to see like like sony or xbox or even nintendo which i don't think nintendo would but to be like oh we're hosting this on our platform it's a concert you know like put on your vr headset or 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 just watch it through our system, you know, like, yeah, how cool would that be? You know? Yeah. I don't know how, um, that would work as far as like the equipment you would need. Like they would have to have to be able to port that to your system immediately kind of thing. Like I don't, I have no idea of the intricacies of that. Well, Even if it was just like a Netflix, like where you could watch at any time, you know, it's free. Right. We we paid this band to do a live performance at their basement. You know, they all live together, whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I I feel like there's ways around it, but it's all about finding the right people that are willing to do it. Like, I know a lot of comedians are itching to do comedy right now, and yeah. there's nowhere to do comedy. You I'm know? seeing like, a lot all... of uh, a lot of Instagram live like concerts, quote unquote. And things like that. Like I'm seeing a lot of entertainers doing Instagram lives where they come together or they have like their, you know, Zoom chat essentially on the live and then they play their songs or whatever. You know, so it's happening, but just not necessarily always under the video game channel. So I like those things are happening. They're there. It's just I don't know how many people are going to want to jump into it on a video game. I don't. It's so what do you think about weird. sports, though, in that sense? Um, the sports? I know, like, basketball players and mm-hmm. football players are playing 
playing like the actual sports games yeah. as like league games now um, i don't know i I, I didn't do that much research into it but like it sounds like they're doing that for the time being or at least doing it for fun i haven't um been following a lot of sports aside from baseball because that's my sport of choice um so that i know like a little bit about like i see the players just playing video games like bryce harper was like streaming call of duty the other night and, and my friend That's sent funny. me the link and i was like i made a joke about it because i was like they, she was like yeah why isn't he playing you know like mlb the show and i was like well after he was on the cover of it last year he cut all his ties <laughs> you know yeah i was joking about it but um like people are just like playing games yeah. like yeah i know a lot of artists that i follow like recording artists are streaming games on twitch right now like they just have like nothing to do so they're like yeah streaming games on twitch one of um one of the uh there there's a band called the acacia strain and uh their lead singer uh vincent he i met him at uh too many games because he works with forgotten freshness a little bit He's one of their friends and he's been, he is like with a touring band, like a well-known touring metal band. And he was, you know, streaming Mega Man on Twitch all week. Cause he's a retro gamer. Like he collects retro games, like at the core of it. So it's cool to be able to like sit down and be like, I'm going to watch, you know, one of my favorite artists play Mega Man for like four days in a row or whatever. And just chill out. Like, so I don't know. It's it's so weird that we're all doing the same thing, essentially, like the people who you perceive to be celebrities and then the yeah. perceived, you know, normal population. So we're all kind of in the same zone. And it's weird because nobody has anything to do. And you're just kind of like, oh, we all got video games. So we're all playing video games. I don't know. I think... I think that it'll blow over, you know, hopefully in a couple months, things will start coming back. You know, maybe we'll start seeing uh, things on the calendar and that'll make for a lot of these people to have something to do then. So I hope that, um, you know, we'll start seeing more content from artists and creators. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah. It's Danny, any, uh, anything that you want to say about this? Uh, nothing at the moment. I mean, you guys have some definitely some interesting topics here to go off of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, mean, I know that you need a, I know that you need to go here soon. Oh yeah. 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 You gotta get well, some food. Get having a late dinner tonight, but yeah, you're always having a late dinner <laughs> yeah, pretty much every <laughs> night. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for uh, being on here. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Really appreciate you coming on as a guest, and we would love to have you back again and learn more about you. But I think uh, a lot of our listeners will will have learned a lot about you, and oh, yeah. hopefully, uh, give you a follow. You're at uh, on Instagram at shidoshi underscore games. I am right. Yep, that's it. And then uh, you want to pimp out your website again or your your books? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my book is on smashwords.com forward slash uh, books. And the story is called Stories of Diverse Lecture. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Danny. We appreciate having you on. Uh, Kelly and I are going to keep talking for a little bit longer, but uh, if you need to go and, and cook dinner for the fam, please go. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on here, and uh, I'd be honored to be on here again whenever you ask. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thank right. you. Yeah, no Thank problem. Thank you, Danny. You're welcome. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Yep, sounds good. All right, so um, I was going to touch on our, you know, we were talking about things that are going digital. Um, and, and in the recent news, actually today I saw, um, there is a summer game fest that they are doing online. Uh, have you seen anything about this? No, um, I hope his recording's still here because he just closed out and it looks like it disappeared. Oh, no. I know. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, Let's if, just keep going. Okay. Um, so we have Summer Game Fest, which is, uh, it looks like it's going to be, it says, it, I'm looking, it has a Twitter page right now, and this is, a, it has a website too, but um, it's an industry-wide celebration of video games, digital news, in-game events, playable contents play the future may through august 2020 so basically all of our conventions major conventions like e3 and stuff like that you know were closed out for the foreseeable future due to COVID 19 so it looks like everybody has kind of come together and is going to be releasing all of their new content and things like that on this one platform uh through the summer um so it seems like the first wave of people that are, are going to be um, participating, it looks like you have 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, uh, CD Projekt, what's this? EA, P, uh, PlayStation, um, Private Division, Riot Games, Square Enix, Steam, WB, and Xbox. So seems like these companies are going to come out and say hey here's the new stuff we're working on here's you know somehow you're going to be able to get playable content and all these events that they're going to be planning through this one platform this one website which is www.summergamefest.com um Yeah, so it's they're saying starting next Thursday, Xbox will present the first look at Xbox Series X gameplay um, on Inside Xbox as part of the Summer Game Fest. Um, it says it's going to be May 7th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. So this kind of seems like they're just going to be slowly releasing these... Um, little blurbs about stuff that's going on. And I know that we talked about like E3 and everything like, Oh, why can't they just release everything digitally? Well, here they're doing it. (laughs) This is nuts. It's all going to be on one platform. So I don't, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's the way that the world's going right now. Um, I think it's the right thing to do uh, to have everything just digitally released. Um, I also think even beyond that, you know, like video game collecting might 
sort of go away as well and the digital world comes in more so with uh with acquiring games if stores close down because that's right now that's sort of the inevitable thing happening and that these conferences are going to be more on the digital platform where everyone can access it everyone can go maybe there's a fee to to join the digital uh festival or or convention or whatever but everyone can be there and see these videos live streamed uh for five bucks you know Mm -hmm. and you'll probably get more viewers that way and more audience than actual physical viewers that would be paying 50 60 100 dollars to be there uh on the physical basis you know and waiting in lines and you have all this overhead as a company to staff it, to have your games being previewed there. Whereas if it was all digital, you're like, Hey, it's five bucks to join this, to watch all these live streams. And it's a certain time frame. Like Nintendo goes on at this time. Xbox goes on at this time. PlayStation goes on at this time. Or you can view which ones you want to watch. And then with that, you have demos that you can play at the same time from mm-hmm. these games. You know, like yeah. that. I mean, that sounds better to me. And it honestly sounds like you're like as a company, you would probably make more money because more people can go there without having to travel, without having a hotel fare, everything. Like, I feel like as unfortunate as our situation is right now in the world for everyone, this is really making companies think, Hey, we don't really need to be here physically anymore. You know, like even like jobs, like so many people are working at home, you know, and getting their job done and productivity is still up, you know? Mm -hmm. And why do you actually have to have a roof, you know, that everyone has to park at and, and go into this building to work if, if work is still up, you know, like if you can still do work at your house, why not just do it at your house and not have to pay the taxes on that building anymore? You know? Yeah. I, it makes sense. I mean, a lot of things, I think this will change a lot of things to a more digital format, And I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of, you know, if this Summer Games Fest goes well, that they do something similar in the future, you know, with that either being addition to, you know, any kind of convention or just replacing it completely eventually. Um, If it does replace it, the industry that will take a hit is the event planning industry. So, and like the hotels and the restaurants in the area that are planning on that, you know, like, you know, people they canceled San Diego Comic Con. San Diego will take a hit this summer i know it like they get a ton of people in you know visiting you've got the hotels that are blocked up you've got restaurants that people need to go to to eat because they're from out of town like uh even the touristy sites that you know i'm here i might as well go see this kind of thing you know so those kind of things will take a hit if things like that are replaced by a digital thing which is i mean it sucks bottom line 
but Mm -hmm. it might be you know they might see it as a better thing now like okay well i'm just gonna release all digital content now and it'll save me overhead you know from being in a building and staffing it and stuff so it's it's definitely definitely an interesting turn and i'm not surprised by it but i'm interested to see how it goes and plays out this summer because me too i don't know if they're charging anything for it it doesn't it doesn't look like it from just I looked at the Twitter. I didn't even go to the website yet. And yeah, you would be fine without charging it. You know, right. as long as you get that viewership with advertisements, you're going to make oh, your money. 100%. You know? Yeah. And it's ridiculous that like, you know, yeah, it doesn't look like there's any kind of paying. It's just, you know, but it's the same thing with like people streaming on Twitch. The way they make money is with the advertisements. You know, you can play your games on there all day and, you know not make anything or you can start getting sponsors and ads and stuff like that. And all of a sudden you can make money on it. So same with this. Yeah. Um, it's which we cool. should start doing advertisements on, uh, on precisely, honestly, <laughs> we, we could be making yeah, money, we make some bank. <laughs> I don't think we'll make bank, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a way that we can actually bring in money, uh, through anchor by just promoting anchor. But, uh, we can talk about that later. I never <laughs> wanted to do it. Yeah. Supposedly, there is ways to to do it easily by just uh, promoting Anchor for for a very short time in the beginning of your podcast. But yeah, either way, beyond the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm honestly excited to see like all the changes that might happen because of this. You know, like like let's embrace it. Because it is what we're living with, you know, like we can't expect normal to be normal the next day ever. Yeah. You know, like we just went through this crazy thing. We're still going through this crazy thing and we got to adapt to it. And that's fine. Like. That's okay. Yeah. Like, we'll make let's it get through it. We'll be yeah, fine. exactly. Let's find ways to entertain ourselves. You know, let's find ways to do what we used to do on the weekends, but in a, maybe in a digital world, you know, where we're FaceTiming each other instead of meeting up with each other, you know, or or playing video games more so, or going to a concert through a video game. (laughs) I saw, I saw a thing online. I think it is Amsterdam or something somewhere in, in Europe, they were going to have drive up concerts, like a drive up, like a drive-in movie but you park your yeah. car and you watch some guy on stage play music i was like that's not a bad idea i saw they did that here locally uh for a church oh really oh for like yeah. a, like an easter sunday thing or something that yeah was yeah yeah thing recently yeah yeah that's where not everyone a bad just idea. drove their cars up yeah, yeah. I, yep. I would – I mean if there was something that was happening that I would be interested in, I would absolutely do it. Like I love to drive in movie. I – you know, I'll pack my snacks and pull up my hatchback and I'll pop that hood and I'll sit there and watch that movie. Right. Get all comfy. But stay in your car. Stay in your car though. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> now I will. But yeah. It's, so, it's cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, anything? Any uh, last words before we close this out? Yes. The uh, the last piece of, of news that I wanted to share before we uh, close out. Um, the other thing that it kind of, again, going off of this, you know, 
quote unquote new normal. We were talking about um, too many games on one of the recent podcasts uh, as the yeah. convention here on the East Coast. It's kind of a big deal uh, for video gamers and that we like to go to. And we were saying, you know, that was that was my thing that was kind of keeping me going because that's in June. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, I just really want it to happen like that. I don't have anything to look forward to right now. It feels like, and that was like the one thing I was hanging on to. So I was like, whatever happens, just please don't cancel it. Um, yeah. so it turns out that they did not cancel, but it is not happening in June anymore. They have moved it now to September 25th through the 27th of 2020. It'll be at the same place. It'll still be at, it looks like it'll still be at the, uh, the Oaks, uh, what's it called? Greater Philadelphia Convention Center um, uh, outside of Philly. So uh, if anybody is interested in that, please head to their website and uh, look at that update. So it's still happening. I am getting to look forward to it just a couple months later now, but I'm glad that they didn't cancel completely because that yeah, me too. sucked. That would have been really sad. But uh, it looks like they're still trying to get as many of their original guests to come as well. I think that list is like they're working on. So I don't know who they have confirmed for September right now as far as their original guests. But um, I think they're trying to get as many as they can still, depending on what happens. Yeah. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Also go to it. I'm curious to see what the climate of the world will be like in September. I actually mm -hmm. had a, a really weird dream last night um, after talking to our co-host, Tony, and my, my buddy, Tony, uh, last night. He's not on this podcast. Uh, he just needed to take the day off on this one, and that's fine. Um, but I had a dream last night that that it was my birthday, which is in August, and he was determined to take me camping but we were still on a lockdown oh no <laughs> yeah so like we kept like driving around to these campgrounds and everyone's like turning us around being like oh you can't camp here and it's like <laughs> oh okay and then like the government was chasing us oh, God. Uh, being like you're not at your house you need to be at your house and tony just like kept driving and then, uh, yeah it just like kept going and going but like it wasn't like a bad dream i was like this was fun and i I texted him this morning. And I was like, this is what I dreamt. And he was like, does that mean you want to go camping for your birthday? And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. I was like, s'mores and whiskey. And he was like, let's go glamping. And I'm like, glamp life all the way. Glamping. <laughs> go for s'mores yeah. and whiskey. That sounds pretty good. Right? Doesn't it? Oh, sounds so good. Yes. I can't wait. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, just wrap it up. I wanted to mention a giveaway uh in the beginning but i didn't so i'm gonna mention it now we're gonna do a giveaway here again at precisely uh we don't exactly know what it's gonna be but it's gonna be a mystery box full of goodies probably a hundred dollars or more worth of video game stuff and memorabilia and all that um we'll let you know more closer to the date but uh probably let it go for like four podcasts until uh we actually do the giveaway like like pick an, a name so let's do a secret code kelly if you want to if anyone's listened this far <laughs> or you want me to come up with it 
Yeah, you come up with it. Come up with a secret code that people can DM precisely pod on Instagram. Uh, all you got to do is follow us there and DM us the secret code, which is... No toe. No toe. <laughs> As a tribute like, to Danny's missing toe. Yeah, N-O space T-O-E. No toe. Yes. I love it. Um, so yeah, we will have a mystery box uh, that both Kelly and I are going to collaborate on with a, a, a bunch of different games from all different systems. I know I have a few CIB uh, Game Boy Color games that I'm going to throw in. Oh, that's what I was thinking about putting one in. Oh, all right, <laughs> cool. Yeah, but yeah, I've dope. got I've got my eye on a couple things I want to yeah. I want to put in there, so it'll be good. I guess. Yeah, I got some Resident Evils and stuff. No, you're giving away too much. Systems. Mystery. Well, I'm not like giving. Yeah, Mystery. All, right. all right. Either way. Either way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be a cool giveaway. So uh, no toe. Uh, DM us that on Precisely Pod on Instagram. Um, also, if you're looking for other video game podcasts, we are part of the Gaming Podcast Alliance. So go to gamingpodcastalliance.com to find other amazing, great gaming podcasts. And uh, yeah, be yeah. safe, everyone. Yes, please do. And uh, stay home, stay gaming, and uh, wash your hands. Go to, yeah, and go to our website, precisely.live as well. Yes, please. We have t-shirts and hoodies, so. Yes, please. Please do. So go by. Go now. Now. <laughs> and that's it. We out. We out. It was good. It was good talking to you, Kelly. You too. All right. I'm stopping this. Mm-hmm.